This is part two, part two of our joy journey, J-O-Y journey. I hope you listened to part one. If you didn't, go ahead, go back, listen to it, because you want to be able to set the foundation about what are some of the challenges to cultivating joy, and then what are some of the indicators that you might need some more before we get practical. We're going to talk about some practical things in this one. What can we do? How can we do this? And listen. I'm going to encourage you again, if you can, press pause, take a moment, get some hot chocolate, get you a Christmas scone. Have you had a Christmas scone? You must try it. And get your blanket, some notes, and let's talk about how we can cultivate joy, not just during the holidays, but in our homeschool, and most importantly, in our life. You ready? Let's do it. Cue the music. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by homeschooling? I don't know about you, but sometimes as a homeschooling mom, it feels like I have so much on my plate that I can hardly catch my breath. Well, if you've ever felt that way, then you're in the right place because this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. I'm Inga Masick, certified life coach and a mental wellness advocate. With over three decades in education and over 10 years homeschooling, I'm right there in the trenches with you. In this podcast, we're going to dive into some actionable strategies that are not only going to help you manage your stress, but also help you to have more joy, freedom, and balance in your homeschooling journey. So if you're ready to go from simply striving to truly thriving, then let's breathe through homeschooling together. Are you ready? It's time to catch your breath. Welcome back to part two of a topic that we started talking about on our last episode. In episode 39, we're talking about J-O-Y, joy. I'm excited that you have joined me again here. But if you've not listened to the first episode, you're going to have to go back and listen to that because this is not going to make a lot of sense without it. But in this episode, we're just breaking down the importance of putting it all together. We talked about the challenges, what might cause us to not have joy in our homeschool and our holidays and our life. And then we looked at what are some of the indicators that we're not cultivating joy, Jesus, others, you, ourselves, me in our life and so we looked at some of those and in this episode now we're starting to break down how do we put it all together we're going to get biblical because we're going to talk about some scripture and we want to make sure that we're all on the same page with this but before we do that I have to check in so how are you have you had an opportunity to look at your life to just do some reflection reflection is key and to ask yourself do you see evidence that you could use a little more joy during this season and throughout all of your homeschool journey. So we're talking specifically about the holidays and about homeschooling. But as you listen to that list from the last episode, you may have felt that you're not necessarily cultivating that within your actual life. That that is a situation where you're saying, I can't actually think about cultivating joy during the holidays. I can't actually think about cultivating joy in my life in uh, homeschooling because I need to cultivate it in my life I pray that this episode is going to be one that's going to touch you going to support you going to encourage you but if you know that you need that support and that help and you heard me talk about booking a call and you've been thinking about it you're on the fence 
I know the feeling. Trust me, I know the feeling. I have had several coaches because I believe in coaching. I'm strategic coaches, productive coaches, productivity coaches. It's all different types of coaches, business coaches. And there's always that moment where you're like, eh, I don't know. Can this person help me? Is that is is this thing that I'm feeling right now? Is that something that can be helped, that can be supported, that I can get over it? And I want you to know that it is. You do not have to experience this on your own. You do not have to try to figure it all out. You do not have to sit in a place where you're not feeling excited about this and joyful. And so if you're if concerned, send me an email. Let's chat back and forth. You can see how I can support and help. And then you can book that call. And now we can dive into this week's episode so we can actually look at what is joy? What are we talking about? What's the biblical definition of it? And then what are some things that we can do to ensure that we are cultivating this in during our holidays, in our homeschool, and in our life? All right, let's dive back into the episode. J-O-Y, the joy, is about finding that sweet spot where we're balanced with our spiritual life, our relationship with others, and how we take care of ourselves. That's us putting it all together where we have a deeper, lasting kind of joy that keeps us smiling from the inside out. One of the things that I am intentional about doing, like a detective, is looking for a reason to smile every single day. Truly, I want a reason to laugh. Now, if I can find a reason to laugh, which is why I'm constantly laughing with my children they know that I love to laugh and so I have a whole bunch of uh, comedians that are not getting paid but that is their payment is to make me laugh and it really bums them out when they can't because I have a I would say a hard sense of humor like it takes a lot to make me laugh but I am I'm here for it I'm always looking for a reason to smile a, a reason to laugh And that, to me, helps also with my inner joy. Because I love what the Bible says. And it really hits home to me, for me, what it says in Nehemiah 8.10. That the joy of the Lord is my strength. I love that. And so when I was thinking really about joy, I thought, joy can be your strength. As Christians, we know that our true strength comes from joy our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so in the midst of our busy and even sometimes overwhelming homeschooling lives, the joy for us isn't just about feeling good. It's about finding the strength that we need to continue to move on in our faith and in our connection with Jesus, which is why in our coaching and strategy sessions and everything that we're doing, we pray we start off with prayer. Prayer. We're looking at the scripture to be able to ground ourselves in what we're doing in scripture. And then we end with prayer because that's where the strength comes from. That's where the transformation comes from. And we want to be focused on that, which is why, because joy is a biblical thing, then we know that what we have to do is ensure that how we're approaching it and what we're doing with it is biblical as well. What does that look like? Three things before we end this episode. Number one, we have to plan and prioritize. And however it looks for you, we want to balance our homeschooling, our holiday task, and our personal time. 
we call it in our home bookending our day right so if you think about the bookends that are on each side of the books you have you start your day off with devotional quiet time for you for yourself and then with your children if at all possible and I'm still trying to get my children to cultivate it as a habit for themselves but until that time I still have to do it with them so that they can feel what it looks like I have to do all the reminders but we want to do that that you want to start with that and then try to end with it so we have family worship in our home we've been having it well, I grew up having it and then we've been having it for the last 14 years and it doesn't have to be a long thing I used to get teased when I was in school because kids would say are y'all having church at home but it doesn't have to be that it can just be something very simple uh, reading a scripture and we don't even always get to read a scripture sometimes sometimes we might have whoever the person of the day is say their favorite scripture or the scripture that they're learning in school or sometimes we just do our highs and lows and then we pray together sometimes we might do a hymn it doesn't have to be elaborate and huge and if you can't do it together as a family maybe you can just pray with each child as you're tucking them in for bed you can sit with them and spend that time with them praying and making sure that they're okay or it can be just something very simple at at dinner time where you let each person share one way that they saw Jesus show up throughout the day it can be very simple things but what we're wanting to do is to plan that time and to prioritize that time that we're really focusing on that the second thing we can do is to seek support we want to ensure because here's what I know and I've learned this 100% for myself and I've seen it in other people's lives I know that the devil wants us to be by ourselves because when we are by ourselves he can then start to mess we can start to sit and uh meditate on on his lies if we're not careful when we don't have anybody around us when we don't build community and he can get us by ourselves which is why a lot of it was we're now in a mental health pandemic because of COVID because there were so many people that were isolated and they weren't finding trying to find community or even if they were trying it was really challenging so and I let me go back and say that's one of the reasons that researchers and psychologists believe that we're in the um, mental health pandemic but there are many reasons for that so I don't want to not honor someone that is experiencing that for several reasons it's important however that we recognize that community is a key factor in a healthy mental well-being we need other people the bible talks about that it talks about that i think it's the one that the scripture talks about the street three strands right the bible tells us that one or what is it two is better than one right because if there's just one who's gonna keep him from the cult and i do not remember the scripture but it's something like that but we want to make sure that we're building that community and then we want to make time for our children apart from homeschooling and that's the key one (laughs) i laugh at this because it blew my mind as a homeschooling mom you spend a huge amount of time with your children throughout the day depending how long you homeschool you're with them through all of that time that they're homeschooling for the most part right and then you're you may be with them for breakfast you may 
food with them for dinner. You're just with them all of the time. And so because we're with them all of the time, especially during our homeschooling hours, we take for granted or assume or think that that's quality time because it it feels like it is, right? But that's not always what our children feel. And so my children blew my mind once when we were talking, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I just remember them saying that what they were upset about or something like that was that we didn't spend time together. We didn't spend enough time together. And I was just like, what? And I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you the truth. I would tell you we can be vulnerable here. Safe space, right? I was insulted. I was like, wait, what? I'm with you all of the time all day and so I was like guys I am sitting here doing school and they promptly said but that's school that's different and at first I was like what are we talking about but I had to recognize that that is quality time but it's not enough (laughs) they are looking for just that unstructured we're just hanging out time. And even if it's structured in terms of like you set up for a movie or a place that you've gone, I don't know, there's something about the school piece that they find that is separate. So now what I've tried to do, because I'm trying to figure out how to make this work, is throughout the school day, try to do some fun things that don't necessarily feel like school, but are still school. So that I'm, I'm kind of getting a pass. <laughs> but I digress. But... We want to make sure that we're making time to connect with our children, with our spouses, and with our community. So with our children, you can take them, you know, maybe a child for to run an errand. I try to do that. My older kids don't love to do it as much unless I say, I think this, can we make it our date time? And then that usually means that we end up going somewhere and doing something on top of that. So that doesn't always work out because I just want to do the groceries and get home. But it could be something as simple as sitting on their bed at the end of the night and checking in, seeing how they're doing. Um, And then spending, doing the same thing with your spouse, just kind of spending some time. I don't love TV. I prefer a movie because I want the whole thing to happen from the beginning to the end. If I'm going to devote two hours, I want to know what happened in the beginning, the middle, and then I want to get to the climax. (laughs) Shows are a little more challenging because I have to wait until the next week and I got to set up and it's just, I know it's, it's, it's weird, but I have tried to, to prioritize watching a show and my husband and I have very different tastes when it comes to shows but we've tried to find because I know that that's his thing that's how he unwinds I've tried to say okay can I sit here with him and just spend that time with him or can I come and sit and talk on the bed I'm laughing because I go to bed at a different time than I know I know I know people always say something about that and I felt a lot I felt really guilty about that and so I was trying to go to bed at the same time with him and I didn't necessarily, I don't remember if I told him or not, but he just started cracking up one night and I was like, what is so funny? And he said, um, you don't have to go to bed at the same time I go to bed. (laughs) I know this is torture. (laughs) And I was like, no, it's okay. He's like, no, I know that it's not. It's okay. (laughs) And so I promptly got up. (laughs) I'm trying to get better on that. I know I need to. So (laughs) I know that's an area where, um, you know, because I just have a different bedtime. He goes to bed really early because he 
gets up really early. But anyway, I digress. Again, all I'm digressing a lot. Uh, and then the last thing is paying attention to what your body and even your emotions are telling you. To ensure that we have this this why part of joy, we've got to make sure that A, we create a space where we can go to recharge and refresh or even cry if we need to. You could have your closet where you can eat a little piece of dark chocolate if that's the thing that makes you happy. But most important to this, no matter what the space is, no matter how you do it, we have to check in with ourselves, which is why I check in with you at the beginning of every episode. Because sometimes if we're not pausing to check in with ourselves, we're not paying attention to what we need. And here's just our tough medicine. Sometimes if we're doing too much, we just got to do less. We just have to subtract. We got to start stop doing as many things as we need to do. And then we got to determine what do we need to fill our cup up? Because sometimes we haven't thought about what is the thing we need. And sometimes it's as simple when I am, when I'm not experiencing joy at the level that I want to sometimes. And I just feel agitated and frustrated and annoyed and just, I feel like snappy and irritable. I have to when I start looking at all these other things, some of the big things, I have to pause and rewind and look at the simple things. Like, wait a minute, do I have enough sleep? Did I eat enough? Because I forget to eat sometimes or I'll grab something really quickly and then I won't think about it until I'm out running errands and doing stuff. I'm like, oh, why? What is wrong with me? And I realize, oh, I haven't eaten. And I know I have to, I have to, pre-plan and and uh my nutritionist says make sure that you're uh, meal planning and that you have the stuff i need to do better with that but it might even be time with friends because if you know that that is the thing that really fills you up is just to laugh with your friends and i know for, for me when i get really really busy that's the area that i neglect the most especially now that i've kind of moved into a new place and i'm like i don't really know people i'm always like eh, i don't have to go But inevitably, every single time I do it and I get around good people, I laugh so hard because like I told you, I'm always looking for reasons to laugh. And I'm like, why don't you do this more often? This is exactly what I needed. And so sometimes it's that. And then sometimes it's a simple thing like water. Let me know if you want me to do an episode on the correlation between water and stress because it, it blows my mind. It has completely blown my mind. But it's something as simple as that, like hydration, good hydration and eating that. This has been a packed two episodes, I know. But I want to encourage you to embrace joy. Jesus, others, and yourself in your homeschooling life. So let's say that as our affirmation. I embrace joy, Jesus, others, and myself in my homeschool and my life. I embrace joy, Jesus, others, and myself in my homeschool and my life. I pray that that affirmation will remind you and will be your reminder to balance all of those critical aspects of life because those are the critical critical aspects that are going to bring joy to you write that on a sticky note put it in your bible put it on i sometimes put on my sticky notes and put it on my mirror so i see it every time i brush my teeth and i just remind myself and then at the end of the day i can look back and say did i did i embrace joy today 
Did I look for reasons to smile? Did I prioritize Jesus? Did I seek the kingdom first? Did I look for making connections with others? Did I give to others? And did I take care of myself? I want to remind you again that if you're feeling the weight of these challenges and you're struggling to find joy in your homeschool journey, please remember that you don't have to navigate this alone. In the strategic session, it's really about tackling a specific issue that you may need. It's about developing a personalized strategy that can help you to manage whatever the thing is. If it's to manage your time better in your homeschool day, if it's to help you to reduce stress, if it's help you to reconnect with what brings you joy, if it's looking at how do you um, teach multiple children because that's the thing that's stressing you out. That's what we're going to work on. We can transform your homeschooling journey so that you can truly experience the joy. We want you to feel balanced. We want you to feel fulfilled. And we want you to feel joyful. And I know that's what you want too. So you don't have to start the new year with the same challenges. If you don't want to, we can work together, book a call. Like I said, you can do just one strategy session if you know that there's a nagging thing and we can do that. Or you can enroll in the six-month program or six-week program and be able to come in and tackle that and look at making the second half of your homeschool better than the first. We don't always have a chance to do this, but can I pray with you? Dear God, I pray for my friend that is listening here that you will give her joy and that you will give her peace, the peace that surpasses understanding. I pray that you will allow her to sit at your feet so that she can experience you, that you will give her and fill her up with what she needs so that she can serve others and that you will take away any sort of guilt or any sort of bad feelings she has about prioritizing her self-care, taking care of herself. I pray that once you do that, that she will start to feel the joy that comes from you. I pray that you will give her this during this holiday season and throughout of her homeschool season. I thank you for her. Remind her that she is loved, that she is seen, that she is heard, and she is understood. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. I can't wait to see you right here next time. And I pray that you have a good rest of the week. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mommy! Mommy! (laughs) Well, that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses under Understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment 
to catch your breath. <laughs>